Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you join us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road, North Wilmington. We presently have services Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, Sunday evening, 6.30, and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're also on Facebook page in which it has uh, all of our sermons and uh, we're also the home of Concord Christian Academy a school that goes from K2 through 12th grade. If you need more information about our church or school ministry visit our website concordbaptistchurch.org. In Mark chapter 9 we read an interesting story about a father who came to Jesus uh, with a son who had been possessed by a demon and in Mark chapter 9 verse number 14 we start by reading and when he came to his disciples he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them and straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him and he asked the disciples what question ye with them and one of his one of the multitude answered and said master i have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit and whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake unto thy disciples uh, that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with thee? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, he straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming and he asked his father how long is it since this came unto him and he said of a child and oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him but if thou canst do anything have compassion on us and help us and jesus said unto him if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth well this is a great statement that jesus made to this desperate father who brought his child to Jesus. His son had been afflicted for many years with a demon that caused him to act strange. He was dumb, meaning he, you know, he could not speak. And there were times in which uh, his body would shake violently like a seizure. He would foam. His teeth would grind and gnash. He would uh, faint at times. There were times where he would be cast into the water and cast into the fire and just all kind of strange behaviors and you know as we think about this father to have a son like this must have been just devastating uh to try to have to deal with this son and uh you, you know the type of person that you really couldn't take out in public and couldn't be around other kids and growing up uh, he must have probably lived a, a very secluded life and this man comes to jesus he had gone first to his disciples, but his disciples couldn't cast out this demon, uh, which they should have been able to. They were given all power to cast out demons, and they had done that before and would do that again. But for some reason that day, they were powerless. And so as Jesus uh, is, uh, is confronted by this man, uh, Jesus makes a tremendous statement. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him uh, that believeth. Well, here's a dad who's brokenhearted. Here's a dad who is distraught. And, you know, when you're brokenhearted and you're distraught, who better to come to than Jesus? Uh, cannot Jesus help us uh, in the midst of every issue, in the midst of every problem that we have? Certainly he can. He is, uh, as the psalmist says, he's, he's near to the brokenhearted. As we uh, think about this man, 
uh, we realize that also that our kids also at times uh, have may have issues. Now, you know, demon possession is very rare, and I don't know that I've ever come across somebody that was demon possessed. And but in in biblical times, it it was. Uh, you know, it happened. It seemed almost like a common occurrence in in the ministry of Jesus. But um, to think that the devil is after our kids, certainly he is. He's after us. He's after our church members. He's after everybody. Uh, he is a, uh, a uh, as First Peter says, he is a, a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. That's why we must be sober. We must be vigilant. And as uh, the devil tries to get into our life, into our kids' life, he tries to corrupt, he tries to wreak havoc, he brings temptations in, all different types of things out there in the world that can tempt our children from music to entertainment to television or movies to video games to um, you know peer pressure. There's just so many ways and avenues in which the devil tries to get into the hearts and minds of our young kids to try to corrupt them. And so we must be vigilant. We must be sober. We must bring our kids to Jesus. They need to see Christ. They need to uh, know who Jesus is. They need to know his power. They need to know his love for them. And the more that we introduce our kids to Christ, as this man did, he brought his son and, you know, his son was messed up and he knew that the only hope he would have would be the Lord Jesus. And, you know, that's the hope that our kids have likewise. If they can get saved, if they can grow as, as believers, if they can have a good foundation and have biblical standards in their life, that's the hope that they have to face this world. Well, as uh, this man comes to Jesus, uh, he wants to know how long he's been like this. He's been like this for a child. So for many years, this dad has lived this life with his demon-possessed child. And uh, so therefore, what is he going to do? Well, he comes and he asks Jesus, can you do something? Notice he says, can you have mercy on us? Can you have compassion on us? And so here's a praying father. And isn't that a, a, a beautiful thing that this dad uh, knew that if he came to Jesus and he prayed and he asked Jesus that, um, you know, th that there was a possibility that, that Jesus could help this child. And so he He's praying, and, and certainly we need to pray for our children, pray for protection, pray, pray that the devil doesn't get into our kids' lives, that the world doesn't taint our kids, that they're not influenced by the corruption that, that is around us. And we need to pray that God will put a hedge of protection about our kids. You know, as I think about praying for children, I think of the story of Job, how Job every day would get up early and he would uh, sacrifice, sacrifice, uh, make sacrifices for his 10 children because he said, I wasn't sure if they had sinned or if they're not right with God. And so I want to make sure that they have uh, a right relationship with God. And so he, as the, the priest of the, of, of the family, would make sacrifices for his kids. And certainly we need to pray daily for our children that God would protect them, and that God would be merciful. As he said, can you have compassion on him, on my son? And, and certainly the Lord does have compassion on all of us, and he is a loving God. He is a God who, whose heart is for us, and certainly uh, we should pray for God's mercy to be upon our children and our family. But then we have to pray believing. Pray believing because Jesus, in essence, asked this man, if thou canst believe. Can you believe all things are possible to him that believeth? You know, the book of James chapter 1 tells us about praying. And then if, if you waver in your prayer life, uh, in, in, in verse number 
uh, 6 of chapter uh, James chapter 1, it says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, and uh, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So as we pray, we can't pray with a, a spirit of double-mindedness. That means that we're going to come to God, but we really don't think God's going to answer. But we're going to ask, and, but we're not really sure. And we kind of go back and forth, and we're kind of like the waves that just go based on where, however the wind blows. We have to realize that we, as we come, our faith is so important. How many times did Jesus talk about uh, praying with faith? How many times did he comment that somebody had great faith or, oh, little faith? And um, in, in fact, he rebuked his own disciples in his story when he said, oh, faithless generation, because evidently his disciples had some doubt also that uh, they could perform this miracle. And uh, as Jesus now makes this statement, in essence, he's telling this man, you have to believe, you have to believe. And uh, now notice what the man says in verse uh, 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Uh, there's, there's two statements here. He believes, but he has doubts. And I think this man is very honest. He's not coming to Jesus and portraying himself to be a, a man of great faith. He said, Lord, I believe, but there's times I'd have doubts. And this probably came from years and years of watching his son and probably taking him to other religious leaders of the day, and nobody could heal him. Nobody could take care of him. And, and so there was a seed of doubt in his heart also, and he, he admitted that. And you know, when we do have doubts, just admit it to the Lord. Admit, Lord, I have doubts. I'm, I'm not really sure. Lord, my faith isn't where it needs to be. I need to have stronger faith. And as this man admits to Jesus that uh, he has unbelief, uh, I think it's a very good thing to do. And uh, I think it's uh, something that we have to uh, ask the Lord for greater faith. When we pray, if we're praying and we're not sure and we have doubts, while we're praying, why don't we say, Lord, increase my faith. Give me stronger faith. Help me, Lord, to believe because I want to believe. I want to, to ask in faith, nothing wavering. As this man now uh, cries, he's emotional. He's he's distraught. He knows that his faith is not perfect. He knows that his faith is lacking, and I think he represents a lot of believers because there's times where where our faith is lacking. We don't have a hundred percent faith all the time. We uh, are just like this man, and so as he's crying and he is uh, asking for greater faith, Jesus takes what faith he has, and he does a great thing. Because it says in verse 25, when Jesus saw uh, that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and he came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Can you imagine the, the joy when that dad watched his son gets up now and he's normal. He's no longer deaf and dumb. He's no longer possessed by a demon. He's not going to act strange anymore. He's going to be a normal kid. Can you imagine how excited that boy was to know that I'm, I'm not possessed anymore. I'm not going to be torn apart and, 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 and under the influence of this, this demonic power. And there was great joy. A miracle had happened. Jesus had done a great thing for this boy and for his father. But you know, as we think about this 
beautiful story today. Uh, it's a story of faith. It's a story of prayer. It's a story of doubt. And uh, the Lord put this story in the Bible so that we could see that even when we doubt at times, if we have the, the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, that, that the Lord Jesus can use that. But I guarantee you that man's faith grew after that day. I'm sure, he, you know, as he saw that, he probably never doubted the power of the Lord Jesus Christ again. He had now had this experience to build upon. You know, as we think about this story, uh, we might ask ourselves the question, how can we increase how our faith? How can our faith get stronger? How can we not have the doubts that we have? So in closing, let me give you a couple of suggestions, a couple of points that may help us in strengthening our faith. Number one, use what faith you have. This man admitted he believed, but he had doubts. And, you know, when we come to the Lord, we just have to use what faith we have. It, it may not be great, but we can, We have to start somewhere. And we have to start praying. And, and as we pray, if our, if our faith is not strong, we have to then pray and then say, Lord, help my faith to, to increase. And so use what faith you have. It, it's better that you ask than not to ask at all, because our faith can increase as we are praying. And then uh, we have to spend more time in God's word because as Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The more we spend in, in the Bible, it helps our faith. We see other people in the word of God who got answers to prayer. It encourages us. So the word of God is a source of our faith. The more we spend time in the word of God, the stronger our faith. And then we have to meditate on God's promises realize that God has given us many promises. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Philippians 4.19, I can do all things through Christ. Or 4.13, 4.19, uh, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's so many great promises in the word of God, and we have to meditate on these promises. And as we meditate on these promises, it'll help us in our faith. And then we have to glean from others, be around other people of faith. Help the, uh, get get uh, the, the faith that other people have. If you just around them and listen to them and let them pray for you also. And so use the faith of others to help your faith. And then just never give up in prayer. When we give up, it's a, it's a sign of lack of faith. And if we quit, it, it means that we just don't believe. So just keep on praying and watch as God gives you more faith. And if it's not God's will, he'll reveal that to you as he did the apostle Paul when he prayed for the thorn in his flesh. God will give you other you know, answers. He'll give you grace instead, but just keep on praying. And so what a beautiful story of faith. Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief.